Welcome to The Ben Show, everyone. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. As always, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of us anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or be sure to drop an email to bendradioshow at gmail.com. My producer and sound engineer and co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. He is here working away in the background. By the way, before we get too far into the show, Tigger and I want to say a big congratulations to our Sky Spy, Dustin Hessman, and his wife, Kelsey, on welcoming their new baby boy. Dustin, he's got more hair than you, brother. (laughs) I hate to bring up the obvious. By the way, Tigger, I got a text with a joke in it for you. This here is from a fan of our show, 10-year-old AC. He texted us this joke. Okay. April showers bring May flowers. Right. What do May flowers bring? Allergy season. (laughs) Pilgrims. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty good. You got to send little AC something for life. That's all right. Nice work, AC. Okay, May is now here. We just wrapped up April. May is here. It's hard to believe. Tigger, do you know what else May May is? May is beef month. Yes, boom. Also, another little uh, public service announcement for everybody. Mother's Day is only a week away. Just a little FYI. I got the hint. And as Tigger said, it is beef month and we're going to ranch it up here later in the show where I will be sharing one of my own favorite beef recipes. With May being here comes for many of us a worldwide bucket list event. Coming up next weekend, yes, that's right, only a week away, is the Kentucky Derby. Oh, the crazy hat thing. (laughs) Yes. Tigger, do you know what is a furlong? I don't know how the length of it, but I know that's how they measure horse racing. So I don't know. Is it a length around a whole rat? Very, lap, very good. Me? This is used in horse racing. It is the only sport that measures its distance in furlongs, and a furlong is an eighth of a mile. Just for those of you wondering how long the Kentucky Derby is, it is a mile and a quarter or 10 furlongs in distance. Oh. Next, do you know how much money is bet at the Kentucky Derby? Oh, boy. Million? (laughs) Well, betting on the horses at the Kentucky Derby has become more of a science for some and just, you know, for the rest of us, plain old fun, right? Well, there are, at the Kentucky Derby alone, there are over a 1,000 wagering windows at the track ready to take your bets in the tune of, get this, anywhere from $20 to $25 million. Worldwide waging on the Kentucky Derby is expected in 2022 to exceed $200 million. Oh, my goodness. We're in the wrong (laughs) business, dear. We're in the wrong business. Oh, okay. Well, now still thinking and talking about horses, I have this for y'all to mark on the calendar, the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. We're talking about the world-famous bucking horse sale in Miles City, Montana. Cowboy Mardi Gras. Yes, great fun for the whole family. It's coming up May 19th to the 22nd. There are rodeos, and then you know what? There are rodeos. The Miles City Bucking Horse Sale annually debuts some of the finest bucking stock seen on the continent. It's a full weekend of concerts, a trade show with the latest 
fashions from boots and hats to home decor and more. Yes, Tigger is not allowed to take the checkbook away from me for this. We've got mutton busting for the kids and of course daily rodeo action like no other ending with the PRCA match bronc ride where the 32 top riders in the world will compete for $50,000. So there you have it. We'll see you all in Montana May 19th through the 22nd for the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. Now I challenge everybody if you hear of something spotlight worthy to send us those pics information and tag at the Ben show on social media. You just might be our next spotlight shout out or even as a guest on this show. I know I already mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but yes, here's one more reminder. One week out mother's day Tigger pay attention. I'm listening. It's the one time a year that you have to be nice to both of our mothers, Joey and Lois. (laughs) All right, everybody stay where you are. We'll be right back. Last year, we got to meet Rob, Todd, and Jason, the crew from Wobbolo Creek Outfitters, and hear about their hunts. What can we expect on a hunt with Wobbolo Creek Outfitters? We're a family-style hunt, and most of our hunters have come back five, six, since we've opened and hunted with us every year. Book your hunt today. Head to WobbleoCreekOutfitters.com. That is W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, Wobbolo, located in southwest Missouri for your next turkey or whitetail hunt. Be sure to tell them Beck from the Bend sent you. Little Rack Taxidermy. Be it a youth's first hunt or a trophy of a lifetime, let it be something you always remember. Reach out to Little Rack Taxidermy on Facebook and have Heather bring back that natural look. That's Little Rack Taxidermy. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, Beck and I, as your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Passionate about hunting, conservation, learning, and encouraging others? Watch Buckstorm on YouTube. Weekly videos about what it's really like hunting the Black Hills. Regardless the trophy or left empty-handed, Buckstorm on YouTube shares the real stories. Subscribe today. Buckstorm. Public service announcement. Drought is affecting many states this year. Due to the low water levels, many of our favorite lakes and rivers may have limited boating access. Plan ahead. Check with local authorities for boat ramp closures or changes. Be prepared and plan ahead. Welcome back. If you're like Tigger and I, since the pandemic first happened, we've been itching to give something a try from our youth. I'm talking mountain biking and hitting the trails. Well, as we've been shopping and I've been reading about the outdoors latest e-bikes, yes, electric bikes keep popping up everywhere. So after a late snowstorm the other week here, one of our field staffers, John Arman, the host and creator of Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, posted a video riding his new e-bike in the snow. So I am going straight to the field and have John Arman here with us today to find out the skinny on these bikes that are popping up everywhere as the newest, hottest mode of backcountry transportation. John, thanks for joining us. What drew you to giving e-bikes a try? Well, you know, we were actually at the archery trade show a few years back and I had been seeing these advertised for, you know, being used for hunting. And I really was kind of like, yeah, I don't think so. And I was kind of opto or pessimistic about it, but I got on one of them and started riding it around and actually was having 
you know, a pretty good time. Had We made a deal with one of the companies, Rambo, and we brought a couple of them home. And I started riding them around the ranch and found out that they're just a great tool to have. And they're a lot of fun. Well, could you tell all of us quick what an e-bike is? Well, you know, an e-bike is basically a big mountain bike. And they've got big fat tires on them. They're heavy-duty frames. But they have batteries, so they're they're run off of anywhere from a thousand watt battery, five hundred watt batteries, and they can be a mid drive, which means the motor is basically where you pedal and it runs um, off of a chain and goes back to your back sprocket. Or they have front and rear wheel hub systems that are run off the motor. So there's kind of various different styles, but they're basically run off an electric battery that you charge, kind of like the electric cars nowadays. And um, they tool around pretty good. These sound like a lot of fun. So when you're pedaling, does it charge the battery? No, it doesn't. That's one of the things, you know, I've asked them about, and I, I can't remember the answer, but one thing you'll have with it is that they, the Rambos that you know we ride, when you pedal, it kicks in the motor. So if you, the way it works is you can have a bike that's like a 10 speed. So you're, you're running gear system, just like a regular bicycle, one through 10. And then you have like one through five with your motor power. And so you can pick, you know, whatever you're comfortable in, depending on the train. And you can activate these by a throttle where you could just use your thumb and throttle and not pedal at all. Or when you pedal, it actually kicks in the electric motor and gives you an assistance. So if you want to save on your battery life as you're pedaling, it works better than just running full throttle. Because if you're pedaling, you're kind of helping the bike along. Oh, it's been years since I've ridden a bicycle. And I know Tigger has been all over me that we pick up mountain bikes or look at the e-bike option, something like that. How about for you? I know you're very athletic and you stay very much in shape and stuff like that, but were you familiar with biking? Were you already into cycling and stuff like that? Or was this kind of a, something new for you to pick up as well? I had not been on a bicycle. I bet in 20 years, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe wobbled around on one a little bit, but I never really did enjoy riding bike. Um, much more comfortable on a horse, it seemed like. And um, But once you get on these bikes, what I found out is that it kind of brings the kid back out in you. And if you've watched some of my other videos, I even got a little air time. And uh, <laughs> I say old man coming in hot and I can slide across the, the grass or the gravel road. So it kind of brings back my memories of being evil Knievel as a little kid on my bike. And I, I tell people, I said, it's one of those deals that you know, the older we get, we want to stay more active. And you're kidding yourself if you think if you get on an electric bike and you're not going to pedal because it is a lot of work. I mean, they make it way easier, but you can put as much exercise into it as you like. So um, if you want to, you know, kind of stay in shape, you can pedal and, you know, keep up with the bike. You can run it without the motor. So all the way around the, you know, the, the deal, you're having a great time and it kind of brings out the kid in you again. Okay, now you have me excited. Now I'm kind of thinking this is the route that Tigger and I need to go. Have you used your bike to go out hunting or anything like that? And if so, how was it carrying a bow and arrow or taking along a rifle, anything like that? Well, you know, we, we have, and what we have utilized it for a lot is kind of sneaking in and out of places. So I tell people like the video I made the other day um, in the snow, you know, they're not made like a snowmobile or a quad, but you can go through some snow. You can go through some mud. They actually get around quite well, but 
Um, you know, if you're in the mountains and you're going to drag elk out of there, you know, that's not going to happen. So you're going to kind of pick and choose what you're doing, but they get you places a lot quicker. So if you got a trailhead you want to get to on, on say, your bear hunting and there's a logging road and you got eight miles to get back into where you want to start hunting, well, you know, you think about hopping on an electric bike, you can pull a trailer. They make little carts that go behind them so you can carry your blind, um, your tent, whatever you want to want, you know, want to carry in. And it's a lot less stressful on your body because you're riding a bike in. So you can get to these trailheads and it makes it easier. You know, what we've done a lot here is I use them for checking trail cameras. I like to tool around on them just because it's instead of sitting in a quad driving around being lazy, you're pedaling and enjoying nature a little bit more. That is terrific. I know I have heard some people make comments about them being a lot quieter to be able to get into camp and or set up new camp, things like that. Like you said, even to go bear hunting, get in, get into the back country a lot quieter. Curious, John, and for those that are listening in, as he's referring to different videos, he's put out some great videos that you can go to his Facebook page and look up Team UOA, and they've got some great videos that John's put together. John, could you tell us about the type of Rambo bike you've been trying? Okay, so over the years, I've, I've kind of done a couple of them. And the one we have right now is called the Megatron, which is an absolute beast of bike. You're talking, most of the bikes will have one electric motor. Well, the Megatron has two batteries, so it's got a 1,000 watts that goes to the front, 1,000 watts that goes to the back. You get a peak of about 3,000 watts of power. And what that does for you is most of the electric bikes will have a, a range of about 30 to maximum 40 miles on one charge, depending on the terrain and the size of the person riding it. But with that Megatron, now you can get up to 80 miles on it. So if you're going back country, you know, or don't want to have to worry about charging in certain areas, you're going to get a lot more miles on that one charge on both those batteries. So it's a beast of a machine. And the other thing that's nice about it is when you look at electric bikes, there's a couple things to look at is that some of them have derailers, which is like on a 10 speed where there's a little gear that hangs down that kind of shifts gears for you. It's a little piece that hangs down. One of the things I tell people to look at is that, and you'll see like on Rambo, they'll tell you whether it's made for extreme brush or more for roadways, because if you have one of those derailers and you're going through a lot of heavy brush, you can snap that off. And the great thing about that Megatron is it doesn't have a derailleur. It's one gear, but there's so much power in it that you can pretty much go wherever you want. And if you break your chain, you can still go. You're not going to pedal, but your motor, by using your throttle, will still work. Where if you run some of these that have a derailleur and you break the chain, you are um, out of luck. That's why you carry a spare chain, just in case something like that happens. Great advice and great tips, I got to say. Food for thought. There we go. You know, they're not for everybody, but I'm going to tell you, if you try them, you're going to have a blast on them. You got to check your rules and regulations because they are considered a motorized vehicle in some areas. So some areas you can use them, some you can't. You know, on private land, you have no worries about it. But there are, like I said, different states, different regulations. So you have to make sure you follow those. And um, the only thing I would tell you is that depending on your age, and it really doesn't make a difference. We ran into a lady at a lake one time. She was 75, and she said she couldn't ride her bike out to her mailbox anymore, and she used to enjoy doing that. So um, I put her on one of the bikes, and she tooled out there and got her mail and ended up buying a bike because it was, again, bringing kind of that kid back to her and getting her out there doing a little exercise. So 
if you haven't thought about e-bikes, they're, they're kind of a cool thing, whether you're hunting or just having fun. Thanks, John. Well, there you have it, everyone. E-bikes. And they even sound like they might be a great Mother's Day gift, too. Hint, hint, just helping everyone out. Folks, if you're not already, be sure to watch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, or check your local listings and give John Armin and Team UOA a follow on Facebook and Instagram. You'll be able to see their latest right from the field. Stay where you are. We make our final bend right after this. The Mile City Bucking Horse Sale presents horse racing for two great weekends. Make a trip of it with our Superfecta package with great deals on hotel accommodations, dining, and drink specials from these Mile City businesses. Go to BuckingHorseSale.com to get your Superfecta package today. Public service announcement. Think safety first. Due to the extreme drought encompassing much of the United States, wildfire season is here. Before lighting that campfire or grill, Check daily the local regulations for potential fire bans or fire restrictions. OverTheEdgeOutdoors.org, a nonprofit providing veterans and active service members with opportunities to hunt and fish at no cost to them. For more information or to donate, check out OverTheEdgeOutdoors.org. Again, that's OverTheEdgeOutdoors.org. Buckstorm Hunts offering Black Hills guided rifle and archery hunts on over 1 million acres for deer and turkey and for South Dakota residents, elk and bighorn sheep too. Hunts are limited. Book a hunt today. Head to buckstormhunts.com. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, Head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. Welcome back. Our Bend field staffers have been busy. First off, let's head to Illinois. Heather Crowey from Little Rock Taxidermy has this. Last time I talked to Beck was getting ready for our state show with the taxidermy competition. I did my first ever carving and placed first with it. Also, with that carving of a baby goat, had best in category. So looking forward to competing with it later on this summer at the national show to be held in Ohio. Coming up in the world of taxidermy is actually the world show. It's going to be May 7th at the Expo Center in Springfield, Missouri. All sorts of artists from the United States, even others from other countries. Lots and lots of different types of mounts there. Much more different than what we would see here in the Midwest. Turkey season here in Illinois. Birds have been tough. Weather's not been very cooperative. Some have been successful in taking gobblers. Good luck to everyone who still has tags out there. Beck, Tigger, hope the weather's treating you guys well. Beck, got you in our thoughts and prayers as well with your health and everything. So that's just a quick wrap-up of what's going on here at Little Rack Taxidermy. Y'all have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks, Heather. Congrats on the first place finishes, and best of luck at the upcoming taxidermy competitions. We hope, too, that you have some better weather and can spend plenty of time in the blind. Now, let's head to the northwest Pacific part of the country where Sean Eyre from Toxic Calls has this to share. We are officially past opening weekend of turkey season here in Washington State. Uh, the weather's starting to change. Our opening weekend, we had uh, cold temps, 
snow on the ground, which uh, definitely taught me some stuff about turkeys. We were able to uh, check one off the list, and uh, we're on the board, looking forward to the rest of the season. We've had quite a bit of rain in the mountains and some extra snow, so the rivers are rivers are starting to look like chocolate milk, so you probably won't see me fishing anytime soon. I'll continue to chase some turkeys and uh, get some stuff done around on the farm. But wanted to touch base and check in. We are, uh, like I said, we're looking forward to the weekend, and we'll get back into the woods and chase those turkeys with these temperatures warming up a little bit. Maybe they'll kind of go back to their normal patterns. But uh, regardless, it was fun hunting them in the snow, and uh, we look forward to the next opportunity in the outdoors. Appreciate you guys. Have a great, great Saturday, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Appreciate the report, Sean. And, boy, we are all hoping the weather and Mother Nature starts cooperating so we can all get outdoors. In the crosshairs today, as just around the bend and in time for Cinco de Mayo this week, we are serving up beef taco lasagna. Like I told you at the beginning of the show, May is beef month, and we're going to ranch it up here on the bend with a little bit of beef taco lasagna. Yes, you're going to love this. Your family's going to thank me for this. Okay, here we go. You will need a 13 by 9 inch baking dish. And for the most part, most of these ingredients, you're going to love it, are right there in your kitchen probably already. Okay, here we go. You'll need 12 lasagna noodles, one pound of ground beef, one envelope of taco seasoning, two large egg whites, one carton of ricotta cheese. I grabbed the 15 ounce cartons, one tablespoon of garlic powder, four cups of cheddar cheese, and one jar or 12 ounce jar about of your favorite chunky salsa. Here we go. Let's get rolling. First, let's preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Then you're going to cook your lasagna noodles according to the package details. Meanwhile, in a large skillet, brown the beef over medium heat until it's no longer pink and make sure you're chopping it up finely. Drain off all that excess liquid once you have it browned. Stir in the taco seasoning Then off to the side in a small bowl, I want you to mix together your egg whites, the ricotta cheese, and that one tablespoon of garlic. Now we're going to assemble that lasagna. Be sure to grease your 13 by 9 inch baking dish. Your first layer will be the noodles. It'll take four noodles spread out on the bottom of the dish. Then spread out on top of those noodles a third cup of the ricotta mixture that we put together. On top of the ricotta cheese, spread out half of the beef mixture and then add a third of the cheddar cheese. Next, we're going to start a second layer. Yes, take four more noodles, spread those out, add another third cup of the ricotta cheese mixture. On top of the ricotta cheese, spread out the other half of the meat mixture. Smooth out one cup of salsa on top of the meat mixture, and then put another one and a third cups of the cheddar cheese. For the final layer, you'll take your last four noodles, lasagna noodles that you have, spread those all out, spread on top of those noodles, the remaining ricotta mixture, your salsa that you have left, and then a whatever cheddar cheese you have remaining. Now you can spice it up a little bit more too, if you'd like. And this is what I like to do. I like to add one more little layer of crushed up tortilla chips, maybe some sliced black olives. If you like a little more heat, you can put some diced or sliced jalapenos or even some green onions. 
Now you're ready to bake it. Put it in the oven and you're going to bake it uncovered for 35 to 40 minutes or until it's heated all the way through. Be sure to let it stand then for 10 minutes before cutting after you pull it out. And voila, you have beef taco lasagna. If you'd like a copy of this recipe or some of the other ones I've shared on previous shows, be sure to check out our Facebook page at The Ben Show this week and I'll be sharing the recipe just in time for your Cinco de Mayo, a supper the whole family will love. Folks, if you have a field update, a topic we should investigate, or have a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or you can always email bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we're everywhere. Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to follow us at, that's A with the circle, The Bend Show. Thank you to our producer and sound engineer co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart, to our guest, John Arman from Ultimate Outdoors Adventure TV. I've got the itch. Now I'm really wanting to try one of those e-bikes. Our field staffers for their updates, Heather Crowey from Little Rack Taxidermy and Sean Eyre from ToxicCalls.com. And lastly, congrats again to our Sky Spy, Dustin Hessman and his wife, Kelsey. We can't wait to meet Junior. As you all keep making those memories in 2022, be sure to keep sending in those pictures by email and always tagging at The Ben Show on social media. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, to ranching, farming, to your rural way of life. We want to see it all. We want to see and hear those memorable moments. Missed this episode? Find all our shows on the website, thebendshow.com, and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Booking events now, by the way. Change things up and have us, Beck and Tigger, help you with your event. From MCs to entertaining to acting as a host couple, let us make your gathering this year extra special. Thank you to our partners, Atlas Tracks, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, Miles City Bucking Horse Sale, Wablo Creek Outfitters, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. Remember to keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend again on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, where the road ends and the West begins. Catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. The Bend.